All right. Clap sync. Three, two, one. Guys. Okay. I have a success story I need to tell you guys in okay. regards to our podcast. Okay. okay. So this weekend. That would be the first one only. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> Sorry. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there at a soccer game with Mama Steen. Okay. And we're just chatting as we're watching the soccer game, shooting the shit, you know. And she was like, oh, I, I, I have I have a success story I need to tell you. And I'm like, okay, what is it? And she's like, well, you know, the other day I was at GameStop and I was standing in line to get Claire a PS5. Uh, and as I'm waiting in line, there were these like five gamer bros behind me and I was able to talk video games with them thanks to Respect. your podcast Respect. and I was like Respect. so you're gonna rate us five stars on Apple Apple podcast you should just uh, dude to fucking mama steam what you should definitely do is what my dad did when we first started this podcast which is he gave us a three star because he wanted us to know that there was room for improvement <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should do trust me now that's gonna go over well <laughs> <laughs> he was like no i just like i just i like growth and i think just to be clear this is not the best podcast i've ever listened to it i was like audio quality could be better mccoy yeah no doubt about that quality just in general could be better but yeah no oh that's awesome dude that's that's what's up and i you know talking with gamer bros is like it's um it's a rite of passage did I think. she say what game they talked about uh I think she will. They were talking a little bit about Slay the Spire a little bit. Damn, that's and hardcore. that was the only one that she mentioned. But she said, thanks to your podcast, I knew what other games they were talking about, though. So, you know, it's that. not necessarily games that she played as well, but they would talk about a game. She'd be like, ah, yes. The Tyranny of Thumbs uh, played mm -hmm. that game. She's like, oh, yeah, that game In was fact. trash. Poison <laughs> <laughs> was bad. I heard that game fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's Yeah, awesome. my mom would just stare at them and just be like, hmm. It sounded like a meh kind of game, you know, in the <laughs> Tyranny of Thumbs ranking system. It's a meh. Yeah. That one's certainly not going to make it for Game of the Year, so I don't know why you keep playing it. Yeah. That's what she got done. Yeah, exactly. I get that. I get that. That's awesome. And they're just like, what do you mean? This game came out five years ago. Nope. Yep. Not Game of the Year this year. <laughs> exactly. They're like, yeah, exactly. They, they're yeah, like, she's, still. It's yeah. seeming like she understands less and less of what's going on the more she talks about it. No, nah, but just see, because of the way our podcast in, runs. No, she's just in, in so deep that they're starting to get uncomfortable. I'm like, mm -hmm. holy shit, she really fucking knows. Yeah. This is actually sketchy. She's like an shit. industry insider. Yeah. No, but that's the truth, man. And like yeah. that. So, okay. Like, that's what I felt happened to me when I first started listening to gaming podcasts myself is that I started to be able to talk about games that I hadn't necessarily played, but I started to understand bits and pieces about them. And it was really fun because then I could ask people more educated questions about shit. Be like, oh, yeah, I'd heard that that's about this. Like, do you think that's mm -hmm. actually true? And uh, it's just it's just fun. Um, it's it's a fun thing to talk about. It, it kind of, I guess, is like TV or other things, but I don't know. I think it's just a little bit more on the DL, even though the game's super popular. But I just think it's a little more on the DL. It's a little more cool. I, I have think. a segue. Okay. I, now that I said it out loud, I realize you're not supposed to announce that you, you have can. a segue, but no I'm going list. to announce it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although this podcast will help you talk about games that you've never played before to your friends and sound educated with people in line at GameStop. For this game in particular, Inscription, we're going to be talking about the second half of the game this week, which is massive spoilers. And if you have not played this game, you should not listen to this podcast. Okay, I'm actually, I like that. And I think that's probably true for this game. And it's probably true for most games. However, I think there's something that all listeners to podcasts, myself included, like come to terms with. And it's like how much, how much spoilers they're willing to have on games that they maybe won't play or won't play soon. 
I think about that a lot because it's like, I don't know. I think it's it's like, okay, we could sit here and go like, this game's fucking awesome. You should definitely try it because you're going to miss the special sauce of it, I guess, if you if you get it secondhand. But at the same time, like, I've definitely had, I mean, countless, countless, countless episodes where I've just been like, you know, I'm just going to listen to this, uh, you know, this spoiler cast on whatever game because I don't think I'll be playing it anytime soon. Like, I remember listening to a game club on, like, a bunch of games back in the day, way, way back in the day. It was one of the podcasts that helped inspire me for this. And I felt like I wanted to not be spoiled for everything. But at some point, it was, like, realistic that I was like, look, I'm not going to play this game. So, okay, maybe this isn't the one that you should not play. But it's interesting. I bet you that behavior happens more often than we give it credit for. Maybe we should just tell our listeners to, like, go into this eyes wide open. We will spoil it. Make your own choices. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. yeah, I like the that vibe? better. Okay. Yeah. It, get, it puts more, you know, responsibility on the listener. And it lets them choose their own destiny instead of us just being like, turn it off. You aren't allowed to listen. <laughs> I'm cutting the recording if you don't turn that shit off. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. I want to believe that we have a mature enough listener base that they can figure their own shit out. Um, although I do think it is funny and it could absolutely happen that someone like picks up one of these episodes and goes, fuck, spoilers. God damn it. <laughs> it's like fair, but also, are you new here? <laughs> it's just like, so, you know. In classic our podcast fashion, which is why we have very few success stories, although it was awesome that Zoe could share one today, um, we like to make sure that if you're new here, you have no idea what the fuck's going on, and you instantly walk into shit that you'd rather turn off. Um, sorry, you were raising your hand? I've got it. This is the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming Podcast, a podcast where a group oh. of friends play a game together every week, and then we talk about it. Oh. I'm Elena. I'm oh not an official God. podcast member, but I nailed that intro. Okay. I'm joined by James, who just said you did. Hi. Thank you, James. McCoy. What's up? Who else is? Oh, God. I'm choking. I'm choking. Raphael. Raphael. What the fuck? Raphael. You're choking? I'm nailing it. <laughs> what the hell? And we know Zoe. these people pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I lost it. I was doing so well. What? It started out very strong. Yeah. Okay. And Zoe. Uh, I said Zoe. I said and Zoe in a okay. moment of desperation. Right. I think while Raphael was saying hi, okay. look. Uh, okay. I choked the end of that. Here's what I learned. Okay, let's actually try it again. Oh, dude, we should all try the intro. Okay. <laughs> I, no, but here's the key. A little no. Much. no, 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 you're right. But no, we already crushed it. We already crushed it. Here's what I learned, though. This is a fun fact. I say this out loud because watch me choke this shit in the future, despite the fact that I'm showing everyone that I learned this shit, is that the real key is you give people space after you say their name to say something, and you even indicate to them that they should, and that way you don't run over them. And now if you look back at our listener history... I don't start the podcast that often, but when I do, I talk over them when they say that shit. So <laughs> just know that I know and I wish I could be better, but I can't. Okay, so cool. Let's actually get into it. We've talked about spoilers already. The fact that they're going to be here. Mm-hmm. In fact, the fact that there even is a second half of the game kind of is a spoiler and we'll kind of start there, I guess. But yeah, there's – um, I was thinking, okay, talk about like the meta – level of spoilers and like what is acceptable and not so typically for our podcast if we have multiple episodes we'll call it like episode one or episode two right in parentheses something like that um unless there's a specific section that we want to signal like hey we got to here and that's not spoilery but we were discussing potentially on the podcast potentially off the podcast about thinking of this game in games as in there's game one there's game two and then there's game three and I was thinking, like, that'd be a really cool thing to say in the podcast, but even that's a spoiler, right? You can't really do that in a podcast title and be honest to people. So 
yeah, we came here to play game two and game three of Inscription. And if you know what we're talking about, sick. Welcome. Um, and if you don't, of course, we talked about this already. Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of here. You can't make decisions for yourself. We already went through this. Um, <laughs> and now we should start. Uh, okay, so I want to start it on this note, though. And people can hate me for this or they can agree. But I think this game should have stopped at game one. That's what I think. Disagree? Bold. Bold. I um, I don't agree. I I think like the rest of the game had a lot of interesting stuff to offer. I would say like I agree that the first part was definitely the best. Mm-hmm. But hmm. I mean, I guess it it depends on. Hmm. I thought that yeah, might no, be like no, a end game question there, McCoy. Maybe we want to back it up a little Why? bit because I feel like that's like right in the review section. But I think it's important. I mean, fine, okay, we can skip that until later if you want. But I do think getting to that is kind of the core of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's interesting because like the first game in this game is also the longest game that you can play. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I would say that completing the first game puts you exactly halfway through the whole scope of the game. Right. So then two and games so end therefore, up being right. Yeah, and and the other two games are definitely smaller in scale and shorter. Um, you know, even ability aside, you know, card ability of the player aside, it they still went really quickly. Um, and so I think it... I, I think also it's... I don't know, like, I, I feel like it's okay to think that the game could have stopped at the first game, but I think that's also because there is supposed to be that subverting expectations that there's more to this game than just the first one. Um, But they kind of want to have the facade that the first game is all that you get. So they kind of introduce all of this content and all of these mechanics into it. uh, And it's very well self-contained in that way. And so, like, I agree. I like the first one a lot. In fact, I think that's the one I enjoyed the most playing. Um, so, like, true, if the game were to stop at just the first game, it would be a cool game. Um, I think the addition of the other two games do uh, bring up some, like, I don't, I don't know. They, it plays on some interesting other mechanics. Um, I don't know. For me, all I could think of, like, comparing, you know, P03 game, uh, 3's game and uh, Weshi's game is just being like, ah, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Because, you know, there's just like a bunch of, (laughs) like, you know, there's a bunch of similarities, um, but obviously they're done in each respective game master style. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but I also think that's another, that's also another lens, though, that we're viewing the other two games through is through already having played the first game like if we were to start inscription and start it with p03's game instead of leshy's game sure would we have thought that p03's game is like 
oh, that's all you need in this game. We could have just stopped there. Like, I, I feel like there is like a little bit of like bias, I guess, when also mm -hmm. trying to consider that. Hmm. I mean, I don't think so. I think like P03's game is just in general a lot less engaging than Leshy's. Because like P03 is not really taking it seriously either. He's like, oh, and this boss is just like, yada, yada, yada. Okay, whatever, do the fight. And meanwhile, Leshy's like, here, let me set the tone and the atmosphere and, like, mm -hmm. put on the correct mask. And it's just, like, it's a lot... The storytelling is a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, like, intentionally that way. Like, in the sense of, like, it's it's it starts to get meta. Like, it is yeah, very Yeah, they're clearly playing off of each other. That's the poetry Like, PO3, like, the, it, the little but, robot yeah. guy's version, he can be very, like, flippant about it and be like, man, you have to just go fight the boss because the first one was in opposition to that. Yeah, and even you know the mechanics are similar but built off of. Mm -hmm. like, totally, it, it's, and so okay, I know because we've discussed this possibility that people might actually be listening to this so that they can talk with people at GameStop, <laughs> but have not yet played the game. Although, hopefully, Mom's team actually plays this game because I feel like it's up her alley. Um, but outside of her and into just the more general use case, what are these other games? So I'll do one description and i'll try mm -hmm. and maybe someone else can help me with the rest um but yeah so that basically once you escape the room you know the escape room portion of the original part um then you basically find yourself like put into this old school like you know pixel graphics i, I don't know what bit but some amount of bits that is small and countable um uh, at least easily and it ends up being like almost like a mario or a zelda like world map where you can move around on it and you end up going and like fighting bosses in a much more non-linear way and you end up having this deck builder portion of the game where it sort of takes another and when i say deck builder i mean like more like magic or hearthstone where you can choose like the your 20 cards you can like choose them and pull cards in and out whereas the slay the spire portion of it up till this point has been you know you slowly accumulate cards and you're forced to take them and you may not want to take them and that's your choice and it's more roguelike in that way so it, it turns into a different style of deck building game um even though it has very similar mechanics and you get to choose your your set and things like that and so it it, it does change in essence now it's a modification it's not a total reworking and in fact many of the old cards still exist in this new game but it's just a different wrapping and they find different ways to communicate all the different systems. There's different ways to show the the teeth balancing the scale and all sorts of stuff. So it just it changes, I would say, like visually and gameplay wise while sort of building on that. Um, is that a fair Not to mention that there's also classes of cards. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, right. the, one of the first choices that you make in the second game is that they, they present you with a little bit of lore about the scribes and there's four of them excuse me excuse you <laughs> sorry 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 <clears throat> oh no you're that good that came on fast <clears throat> i just hope you're okay it sounded like you just launched yourself across the room but it's okay moving on um yeah really but famous. yeah they, they present to you these four four scribes and really the only ones that you're truly familiar with are Fleshies and some of uh, Grim. 
I want to say Grimhilda. I don't Grimora. think that's her name. Grimora. Um, with the bones and the blood cost. But then you kind of are also in, introduced to a deck that involves gems and another that involves energy. So I think you have to choose like which of the scribes you want to potentially replace. And I just went with Leshy, I think, at the very beginning, because I'm like, well, this is the one I'm most familiar with. Um, I'm interested actually, to know what that deck was like, what the, the 20 cards Leshy you were one? given. Yeah. Um, it was... Was it like squirrels and stuff? Yeah, so what I did... Well, for a while, I was doing a bunch of squirrels and a bunch of warrens. And okay. that deck sucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. But then I realized that really the way to win is just squirrels. And then you do the the 7-7. Seven, seven, yeah. Yeah, uh, or Raleigh or, or something like that. Or yeah, that's a good strategy. Yeah. That, yeah. that one's nice. And it's all in one lane. So you find an opening, mm -hmm. you smash that opening. If they, if you place it down, you can double kill or like, you know, kill through overkill. Yeah. 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 And that seemed to actually work very well. It was, I, I thought it was a little too easy, but actually I'm speaking from somebody who doesn't like to do a full draft before playing. I typically like my card games like Slay the Spire where you have a, a core set that you gradually build upon as you go through a run mm -hmm. and you can reference your cards. For some reason in my brain, when I am just presented with a bunch of cards and saying pick 20, I can't draft worth my life, it seems. Like I just, I get too overwhelmed. I don't like it. I like it when it comes in bits and pieces. So I am glad that that strat worked out well, because to me, I'm like, well, this just seems too easy and I'm going to like suffer through this part of the game. But it was actually very effective. <laughs> so also yeah. it's it's um the difficulty in, in, in the second half of the game is very similar to the first half of the game where it's like it's easy ish, but not in a bad way. It's trying to get you through the game and it's it's kind of saying, hey, do you want a deck build? There's some really cool options in here. If you don't, you could probably just do some normal ass shit and that'd be fine. So like, you know, they don't they don't yeah. require you have some masterwork deck mm -hmm. building skills um, that James Not probably to It's giving you mechanics to engage with right. if you enjoy that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and also, what like, did on you... like the first half, there's really no penalty for losing. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It, it's like, it reminds us it's interesting that you say like it's like Zelda. It like remind me a lot of like Pokemon Red, yeah. Yeah. like to me where it's just like mm. ah, you go to this person and then they beat you and you just like literally can just run into them again and be like round two, let's go. Well, yeah, and the um, um, they have uh, gyms. That's probably another yeah. reason why it reminds yeah. you of Pokemon because yeah. they yeah. have literal <laughs> gyms where you have to like fight the trainers in some sort of sequence to get to the Not final to boss mention, of the like, gym solve solve like these very easy puzzles mm -hmm. to get there as well um you know but anyway uh Raphael, what like did you also go with Lashy or did you choose something different for your start uh i picked the technology deck so p03s um and yeah i mean i guess it was like a new mechanic with the energy mm -hmm. uh i later switched to the magic deck built on gems because I thought that was a lot more interesting. 
did you find success with that? I mean, you won. Yeah, you, I mean, did it seem strong? So both of them worked quite well. Um, okay. The magic one, I guess, took a few more iterations because it's got like weird balance between having gems and um, having things to play off the correct gems. Mm -hmm. So uh, what you were learning was the baseline of how to construct a Magic the Gathering deck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, it felt very and... much like the mana versus uh, creatures and no yeah. spells, I guess. Or what are yeah. they called in Magic? Well, the spells is good enough. Um, so the magic deck is a direct reference to Magic the Gathering. Um, the gems are called mocks, which are just cards in Magic the Gathering. Uh, very famous uh, cards, in fact, that are quite expensive these days. Um, and, uh, and then it's all wizards. And of course, Wizards of the Coast makes Magic the Gathering. Um, <laughs> and magic and stuff, etc. yeah. And yeah, yeah, magic, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that the Magic deck was kind of interesting and fun looking, but, and I started with the Magic set, um, not knowing what it would be. Um, and I immediately was like, wow, these cards are all trash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and basically did my best to immediately exit that format, um, that, that set. Um, so I think it's cool that you decided to kind of go in on that and figure out like the ratios of the different colors that you need. So, I mean, um, I think it's also maybe like by the time I was able to transition to it, I had cards that weren't trash. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. starter magic deck looks like, but it's I mean, trash. the starter it's... tech deck was pretty trash too. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. So the starter magic deck is like three of each color of gem. Um, and then uh, I want to say like five one ones that die if you don't have a gem. Mm -hmm. Um like a couple of uh, zero twos that draw you a card for each gem you have in play um, that are blue. And then like the green ones are like one threes that die if you don't have a gem or something like that. And then the red ones are like one twos or something. It just, it, all of them felt terrible and you needed gems in play to get anything done, um, which yeah, is I quite reasonable. I mean, when I switched, I did only green, red gems. I skipped out on yeah. Mm -hmm. Um And also I was mixing in bone cards. Right. Yeah. I mean, what the power, so the, what I thought was really cool is that there's like three, four different, like resources in this uh uh game the, in the first part of the game there's two there's like sacrificing creatures and then bone counters mm -hmm. right bone tokens um and then in the the deck building or the constructed part of the game um there's four there's 
the the mocks, there's the Hearthstone energy. Yep. Hearthstone mana. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um which is the the robot stuff. Um there's the bones and the blood. And kind of the the strongest strategies are to kind of use bits of all of them or ignoring like one or maybe two and um but like using using two different uh resources to kind of play off each other um and uh i i thought that that stuff was fun to play with yeah mm-hmm. definitely like i feel like at some point i could see myself maybe going back and trying some other weird card combos because it's not like the game forces it on you but that doesn't mean they aren't fun to like use and stuff to me it just was i was just struck by the clear references like so like the sacrifice the blood the original set that's like Yu-Gi-Oh, which is a little known card i've never game. played Yu-Gi-Oh. i like don't know yeah you have to sacrifice is that yeah oh okay so basically like okay it's like you have these cards with like a star value. So imagine like a cost of, and up to, I believe it is four, it's uh, free to put on the board. But then past four, oh. you have to sacrifice something. So if you're trying to drop a five drop concept thing, then you have to sacrifice something. And then uh, I think it's like somewhere between like, you know, five and eight is one and eight plus is two or something like that. God um that's so dumb okay cool <laughs> yeah it's it's the fact that you broadcast. have to remember how many stars is each thing just it's ridiculous to me yeah well Yu-Gi-Oh is also the one as you mentioned that has like start with 400 life <laughs> and then you're like yeah. yeah like the numbers are ridiculous and you deal damage damage 10 at a time yeah, yeah. uh but like but so they have like the Yu-Gi-Oh concept mechanic and in some ways it battles or can synergize with the hearthstone mechanic, which is the energy and ramping and dropping energy bots and having like the same amount of energy per turn. And then also comparing that with magic, which they comment. I mean, they, they kind of wreck all of these different styles in its own way. Um, but they definitely comment on the magic one being like, wow, that seems overly complicated, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> um, not entirely unfair. Um, but it's just like, that that feels like more of the point is that they're trying to like have all of these card game styles references to them jokes about them lines about them but also like have them play off with each other and it feels like a less serious card game and rather more of a fun sort of just weird amalgam of ideas and and card games and almost a celebration of card game history yeah absolutely I'm curious, is the bone mechanic a reference to another card game? Maybe. It's not one that I know of, but um, possibly, yeah. Probably? I feel like probably. I have no idea. Given that the other ones are, I would only assume. It's some, like, hipster bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, respect to the Yu-Gi-Oh fucking... Because nobody fucking plays Yu-Gi-Oh. No no one took Yu-Gi-Oh seriously. I remember taking Yu-Gi-Oh lightly seriously. Didn't you at one point win a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament in a Toys R Us? Yeah, it was at at Toys R Us, though. And so it was like I had one and a half opponents that knew how the rules worked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Was this back in the 90s, though? Like, when nobody knew how magic 
rules yes. worked either. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I just was like, excuse me, ref, he can't just play a blue eyes white dragon because he saw it on the TV show. Like that's bullshit. <laughs> that thing has like eleven stars. This is like this is like the basic rule. And they would like come over and they're like, all right. And he's like, and and literally like I I remember one of the opponents was just like, well, I can't win. My all my decks have hella stars, and I'm like, yeah. And like I I don't want to be like that was my crowning achievement in card games was being a rule follower with someone who actually children. read the rules. Yeah. <laughs> but that was it. <laughs> no, because I was sitting there and I played this like card that was four stars, right? It's mm-hmm. the highest cost you can have for free. Mm-hmm. And I got enough, and you can only have like a certain amount of cards, but I, I made sure to have a bunch of really strong four star cards because that you could play them. And they were like, why do you have this trash in your deck? Look at this shit. And I'm like, well, you can't play that. And they were like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so stupid. How old were you? I mean, I was probably like, 10 or less like it was like really really young i'm just imagining like tiny mccoy just being a menace to other people why just like just like i don't know in my mind your opponents are all like middle-aged men no 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 no, no. (laughs) you can't play that (laughs) what no they were all like they were all like seven and mccoy was like nine yeah Yeah. they they couldn't read this is also hilarious to me yeah, I think the premise that middle-aged men didn't read the rules and went and also are going to a Toys R Us tournament is <laughs> just it's it's good, it's good. Um, but yeah, so like there's definitely like a fun bunch of mechanics in this game, and they definitely have like fun ways of messing with things. Like they can you know they just they show all the different rules differently, and yeah, it's it's you know mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, I will say they changed the art style for everything right to the more like Pokemon Zelda style like more pixelated yeah. style you mean stardew valley yeah i guess <laughs> i think stardew valley might be the furthest thing from this i don't think it's the furthest okay you mind you guys didn't unlock the farming simulator halfway through mm-hmm. oh i wish mm-hmm. <laughs> and for a minute well because we when we first booted it up when we first got into the second game i was like it's stardew valley because I don't have a lot of experience with, like, pixel art games. So I was like, this is the only reference that I have. And then there's, like, a map section. You know, like, it shows you the map. And I was like, it is Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. And then we went over to the first area you go, we went to was the beast area. And there's a guy. The angler is there fishing. And I was like, McCoy, this is it. This is my moment. It's mm-hmm. Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah. And then it was not. And we didn't get to fish. Yeah. So, so hear, that but, at, hear that at home. Don't make the Stardew Valley reference for this game if you want to hang with the fucking five people yeah, online. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it again. I mean, it's right. okay, but it'll show you. It'll show them the truth. Although also, as James can attest to, it took McCoy. I'm going to give you like a reasonable estimate. Mm. Five minutes to beat that Pelt mini game where you had to capture the rabbit. Why? Oh, my God. Which yeah, I was like watching McCoy play this game. Mm-hmm. It was, it was hilarious. They like, so McCoy was on the on the sticks, and uh, they go up to where there's like a rabbit that jumps out of a hole and like jumps to another hole, and you have to push, uh, like a bear trap over to capture the rabbit, and. McCoy and Elena are both like, well, we're not going to step on the trap. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, I can walk away from the computer now and I will come back at any point tonight and they will still be trying to figure this one out. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so they like walked around and figured out that the rabbit like would just avoid them whenever possible. And I finally like goaded McCoy into stepping on the trap. Um, and then it moved and he was like, Oh, mm -hmm. and then he tried to like catch the rabbit while it was going across and would like push the trap into the middle and then get the rabbit into the place where he wanted and then like push the trap as fast as possible, which is slow. Um, it's very slow. And then miss and, uh, and then push it back into the middle, get the rabbit back to where he wanted it to be, set it all up again. And then, uh, miss again because that's not how you're really supposed to do this um but it worked out eventually yeah i mean i just thought because the, the rabbit kind of avoids you but i thought it avoided the trap and maybe it does avoid the trap to some degree so i felt you had to kind of like create a neutral scenario and then fade i mean elena smiles because she helped zero i um, did i was very and... confused i didn't understand how the puzzle works yeah but she likes to wreck and then you know what i mean it was um, also just really fun just watching because it was it was the movement mechanics for that. It is the slowest walk you've ever seen, it is and McCoy slow. is mm -hmm. screaming, like, "How about fucking get it?" He's like screaming, like <laughs> trying to line this thing up, and the rabbit is just happily hopping over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyways, that happened. That was that part of the game. That's that was that card part of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So then have we set enough, I guess we've talked about the second section. We could talk about the third section a bit too, but I'm trying to set up, I have points and reasons why as I think this game, for me at least, should have ended after the first game. Not just like, that's my statement, I'll leave it, but I think there's points we could talk about, but perhaps we should talk about the third game before we get there, which the third game is maybe the most similar to the original game. Well, I wanted to say just really quickly, I think... Sure. Um, the way that I, as a somewhat casual Magic the Gathering player, evaluate cards um, is, like, a little bit different from the way that McCoy and Elena were evaluating cards, um, which is that I would be like, well, that card is trash. And they were like, ah, yes, thank you for telling me that that is trash. Why? Uh, that, that was yeah. a little mm -hmm. bit most of it. But, like... We would look at the magic cards, the magic set, and I'd be like, this is not worth playing. And they're like, oh, it looks kind of good. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to put like five cards in your deck that you don't really want to draw in order to make this card like kind of good. Whereas you could just take all those cards out of your deck and then put in other things to activate the stuff that you want to play. For example, um, like, but but there are synergies that you could create that are powerful. It doesn't really start that way, and I think it really is about trimming to maybe doing a similar concept where it is like create a, you know, red blue deck or something like that. Because like the draw card, for example, is one that you showed and tried to explain, and it makes sense where you're saying like, okay, so you draw like this card, which has like yeah. the ability to draw as many cards as you have these mocks, blue mocks or something like that the gems yeah and it's like so then you have a bunch of gems and so unless you actively want your board to be completely filled with gems although you have the hammer at this section of the game where you can destroy them afterwards but again you'd have to draw like draw them so it's like you draw a bunch of those and then you draw this thing 
all in hopes that you can draw other things, which you would have just drawn if they weren't, if these cards mm-hmm. you first in your drawn, deck. eat your deck. Yeah. 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 You would already have them. And that's an interesting exactly. and kind of mind-bending way to think about draw cards is that, like, if the card itself is a draw card, you had to draw it in order to get it. So it's technically, like, already behind. And that's... Yeah. Yeah. Just stuff like that. So you need some value out of actually playing that card in the first place, or else it's not any good. So the value is it blocks things. Yeah, yeah. But, like, so does every other card in the game. Yeah, but, I mean, at least the way that the Magic deck played out for me is it's very spiky. Like, it's sort of... you, You need to, like, play in surges when you get the correct mocks. Um, mm. And so, and the way that the damage mechanic works in this game, like it's very favorable to have surges because you yeah, can just win for sure. all mm. like very suddenly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so you have to create that, like you have to like go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah. actually, and so the, the way... draw cards were actually really useful for that. Um, yeah, the, mm. because they let you pull up a large hand, similar to OTK as a deck style, one turn kill, which is like a spike. Oh, mm-hmm. But it's like a spike that in like Hearthstone or whatever, you could do 30 or something like that. Um, or like 25, something like that. Yeah. And so then if you build your strategy towards that, then that works. If you play like somewhat standard with them, then you're kind of behind. Like it, it is about having that surge. Um, and then there's actually like another mechanic that like, I mean, I wouldn't say this is like specific to James. This is just specific who to anyone who's watched 17,000 hours of drawers play Slide Spire. <laughs> um, but it's just that like, Ha- like, one of the biggest things that I would just suggest to people is not during this section, but rather more during the first and the third section. But that, like, just because you're offered a card doesn't mean you actually want it. Because if you have a good card, then every other card is just taking you further and further away from that, potentially. And just the yeah. amount of runs I've been baited in in previous games to, like, making my deck large because of all these cards that are seeming like they're good, but they really just get me further away from what I actually want. I mean, it's out of control. So just something to consider for these sorts of games is keeping your deck trim. Um, and and, and spot, that really yeah. plays into the third game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you can actively choose not to pick up the cards, even though you go into the section where you can get the cards, for example. Um, Wait, yeah. you could? Yeah, you can just not click them. Yeah. But then how do you get out? You just leave the arrow. So you have to you have to not choose not to even look at the rewards. I see. Oh, you can't even flip them. No, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah you just don't click yeah. on that little don't yeah. click it in the first yeah. place. So we were doing that I all over the place. We kept a trim deck, which was really nice. So then you just I get for the record did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love that. Trim decks are so fun because they're really consistent. Um they can run out well, of I mean, steam, but you also have the opportunities to grind up the cards and merge them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trade, for example. And so you could get a card that maybe you don't want and trade it for something that you do want. Although typically I didn't want either. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just something to think about. It's not like you have to go that way. But it's just something that, like, for instance, we had a sniper bot in the third section that had multi-attack like could attack the the left square and the right square but then because it's the sniper you choose who it attacks so it just gets two attacks and then we also had poison on it so it one shots everything that it hits and so you're like 
do I really want anything else <laughs> other than this? And then we ended up getting two of them and basically creating a similar section. It was just sort of like, okay, we, we really want to like draw these. So how do we not just put garbage in here and just not draw these when we need them? So it's just something to think about in terms of like, there's this weird, that's the thing with card games is I feel like we've all been on our own unique journey with card games and some more than others. Like for instance, James, like the master. I love how, James, did you describe yourself as a casual magic player? Did I hear that correctly? Or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a casual magic player. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That is only the description of someone who is deep in the fucking magic community enough to know that he is not deep. Do you know what I mean? It's like how you're a casual <laughs> player. Yeah, yeah exactly. James has passed the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of weird, interesting, and cool ways to think about card games that when you're on your journey in card games, you learn about. I only say this because I've recently been on some of that journey and learned some of these things. Like keeping a trim deck is really cool. Um, like why... why is card removal good it's for the same principle it's just the other side of it but like just just understanding that stuff understanding what like like for instance like pelts for example in the first section if you have a really trim deck then then pelts really fuck you up a bad card really like fucks you up because you're drawing it all the time and if you have a bunch of pelts then it's like half your deck it's fucking it's really fucking you up but if you have a giant deck then you can actually hold a lot of pelts because you'll draw them less and so it's like understanding how to navigate that what your strategy is what your deck is doing and how to do it better, continue to do it. So it's really, it's actually quite, it's quite cool. Like deck builders are cool. Cards yeah. are cool, I guess. I say I guess only because like, I swear I have like years and years and years of pent up. Like card games aren't cool because that Yu-Gi-Oh thing was a fad, bro. Um, but maybe they are cool. I mean, I think I think that card games are, are cool because um, they are provide like they tend to good game games provide a really in-depth um strategy really really deep strategy um and enough randomness that um that it, it keeps it interesting and fun um like if if the better player won a hundred percent of the time, then it wouldn't be fun. Um, but because you can just like draw the perfect hand and and win and like beat your friend who's way better than you at magic, uh, I think I think that that's a very valuable thing, um, and can be really fun. I feel like that's kind of interesting in the context of this game. Because I really like the first section of this game, and I liked the third one a lot. I like how the third one kind of plays with a lot of what you learned in the first section and changes some of it. And I, I, I thought it played with the mechanics in interesting ways. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't, at least, especially the third section, I thought was just easy in terms of like card game mechanics and like how to actually play. Now it might even be because we were playing. It was, there were three of us. It was me and McCoy and then James, the master, who was like supervising. Um, so maybe, maybe it was not easy. It was just that we had three people who are familiar with card games at the same time. But when you think about like what James, like what you just said about card games, like good card games having really deep strategy. I assume that there is probably deep strategy that you could do in this game if you chose to go that way. But it also, because this game kind of just, like, wants you to be able to get through it, 
it doesn't really challenge you in the way where like you're failing a lot. Um, if that makes sense. And so so my, even fir- if you my first time not that punishing. Yeah. 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 Like checkpoints and stuff in the third section that are trying to keep you moving forward. Mm-hmm. But then I actually like on top of that, like again, like from my angle, then I think you choose one lane. And maybe you don't have to, obviously, but in my in my head, you choose one lane. Because it's like, if you want people to get through it and see all the weird-ass shit you have, then make less game. Like, don't make an easy game that you can get through, but just have more of it. Like, don't... It's interesting, because the, the second two sections were shorter than the first section, but to me, they were too long. Just mm. in, in, in what they were. Like, I bored of them much quicker. Uh even though they were shorter and I felt like they were really avenues to give you these weird bits of story and weird lines and all sorts of stuff like that, which was cool, but they weren't particularly challenging and they weren't even particularly interesting to me. Now the, the constructed parts probably super sick for people that like constructed. I don't really like constructed and the, the, like the robot part. I'm not going to say people's names. I don't fucking understand that shit. Um, but like, the, the robot section, it was fine. Like, it was fine, but bored of it quickly, and it just kept going. And so it's one of those things where it's like, it really wasn't that long, and yet I was like, man. And I, I think it's interesting because I, I feel like if you take a step back, like, I feel like this this developer wanted to have all of these different references and cool angles at all of these different card games over the history and and like and all these different weird characters and there's just so many different twists on this different formula and that's what they came here for and then i think they struck like literal gold on the first game and it makes the other ones look not as good despite the fact that they're 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 good but the first one is just incredible and so then it happens to just be this giant shining comparison point for the rest of the game, to me at least. And I don't know. I think that's um I think that's unfortunate. Like it 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 kind of undermined for me the the rest of the game because it ended up being so, so, so very good that everything else had to compare to it. And every moment more that you're playing the game and these other mechanics, they're just not hitting as hard as that, to me at least. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't think that you're. I I agree that it's the best part of the game, um, and I think that part of that is just that. The the formula of the the like roguelike deck builder, that Slay the Spire, discovered, um, is just, absolutely super fun, mm-hmm. um, and this is just an a really good <laughs> copy is the wrong word, but reskin. Like a... I keep thinking no, like no. reskin <laughs> rendition no. rendition, yeah. but it is okay. It's not, they do a lot, but it is a little bit a reskin. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a reskin. It's like a, it's an homage to it. It's okay. a renditions probably yeah. the right. Yeah. Reskin yeah. just has such a negative connotation for how amazing that thing is. It, is, I know it's it's kind of like yeah. that's why I would avoid it. Okay, mm. I accept that. But like, do you I know what know. I'm saying? 
Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that being said, I thought that the second half of this game was a lot more like the developer's strength from like his past games with Pony Island. The second half of the game mm. felt more Pony Island to me, just in terms of like the what the fuckness with it doing things to your computer. Like, I know Pony yeah. Island mm -hmm. like to play on that a lot. Um, and I think I liked the characters in the first half of the game, you know, the prospector, the angler and everything. But also I did like the bosses on the third game as well. Um, I did like, I guess they're like little gimmicks. Um, it just led to a lot more like personal hilarity for me. I don't know. I wrecked the boss because I put a 50 gig Dark Souls playthrough on the yeah. skin. Yeah, yeah. we used Black Sad. Yeah, we used Black Sad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So like, you know, it it accesses your hard drive and just has you pick through folders and whatever folder size it is. And I don't know. Then it was like, oh, pick a file that's near and dear to your heart. And I'm like, the council part one highlights. Yeah. That's near and dear yeah. My heart. And they're just like, this will be deleted if it dies. And I'm like, <clears throat> and yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's not what the case would have been. Although I don't know. I think they maybe make it impossible to have that card die who knows but like i don't know i i thought that stuff was like cheeky and fun um like i definitely thought like all of the encounters along the road in the third game were tedious mm -hmm. um but i thought the bosses definitely felt more like the point of that third game as well with the sure. golly the mm. internet sure is sweet look it's a mole <laughs> that's what a mole <laughs> looks like wonderful yeah they're um, calling in your steam yeah. friends and shit no totally yeah and that was the one uh that was the one screenshot i have is that the first one they bring <laughs> is mccoy and game and it's like are these dot 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 your friends <laughs> and i'm like, like no, dude. <laughs> no, i don't know you <laughs> <them>. <laughs> no dude <laughs> Yeah, we also got It's Gabe just really sad too, because mm -hmm. McCoy's like a one-one. Yeah. <laughs> and Gabe is like a one-two. I'm like, well, that's unfortunate. And then Elena yeah. comes in as a seven-seven. I'm like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Game knows what's up. Yeah. No, like totally. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff in the second half of this mm -hmm. game. There's a lot of cool stuff. There totally is. And then there's also that tedious shit too. And what's really sad is like that that game is like we said it's like this is the second what the the second game or the third game are like half the length of the first game and the first game was like negative tedious to me and yet it's like double the length and so i just i don't know i look at that and i'm like okay yeah this is definitely i i agree i felt a lot more pony island as well although i'm honest with you i don't know if i said this on our pony island review but i feel like i felt it in my soul maybe i was too cowardly to say it at the time but i think that game does the same thing where it has like some really cool shit at the beginning that really like locks you in, and then it has a lot of game there where they're just sort of like, yeah, this is fucking Pony Island. And I felt the same thing here. I was like, oh yeah, this developer's doing his thing again. But like, yeah, there's some cool stuff in there. And then there's a lot of the rest of the game. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, it, there's really cool stuff in here for sure. Some of the references and wrecks of like the wrecks on Magic, the wrecks on Hearthstone. There's a there's a card. 
in hearths in the hearthstone set or whatever the fuck that is dr boom like it it like creates boom bots next to it which is just like but it's like mrs boom or something yeah that shit is funny and awesome it's funny yeah yeah and i feel like i personally think this developer probably reasonably had like this all in mind when creating this but i bet you they had a bunch of really interesting ideas that were like fuck i gotta put this in and I feel like that baited them into making a lot more content on the second half of this than they actually needed to. So I, mm. I that's just that's just me. Um, but I feel pretty strongly about it. Like I feel like, cause like the amount of amazing per second went so down in this second section because there was so much downtime away from the amazing, and there was also amazing. Right, but it's just like the amazing per second was so down for me. I don't know. My my really off base is no one else feel this way. Fuck, like I felt so strongly about this way. I um, did not feel that way. Cool. Yeah, I don't think I feel as strongly. I agree. I guess in general, I think like mechanically, it was about as engaging throughout the game. Um, I don't see the mechanics being anything special in the first half as compared to the others. Um, I thought actually like this, the second part, like with the mixing the deck style and the third part, particularly when you started to get modifiers on your um, empty vessels, Mm -hmm. that got pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But really the the definitive difference between it was the the storytelling and that just like went down with each act yeah Hmm. yeah i i also agree i think that i well i i quite enjoyed the mechanics of all of the parts i thought it was fun to do the the drafting a deck i thought it was fun to do the constructing of the deck um and then in the third part, it's like kind of a mix of both a little bit mm-hmm. um, that I also enjoyed. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see that as a big, like, drop off. Um, I do think that the pace slowed down a little bit. Um but also, like, there was just a lot less content to get through. So that was kind of okay to me as well. I feel like part of it for me is to, like, in the in the first section of the game, there's a lot of new stuff to poke at pretty much all the time. You mm-hmm. know, because you, you're in, you're playing a card game for the first time, which has different mechanics. And there's all the stuff that surrounds that. You know, like, you're working through this progression and through this story. And there's also, like, the escape room portion, which, like, kind of anytime you're like, mm, I don't really want to hit play another part of the card game, you can get up and, like, poke at stuff in the escape room. And I feel like that whole section was maybe just, like, more... F- there was just more happening there more frequently. And then I think the second... You know, the second section was new and weird, and the mechanics were very different, but there wasn't as much, like, happening around it. And I think the third section is the same where, like, it kind of drops off again in terms of, like, you've played a lot of these mechanics before. You even played the escape room, you know, mechanic, if you want to call it that, before. 
And even then, it's not as fleshed out. There's not as much in it. It's kind of more, it's, like, cordoned off, too. So, which I think is, like, the first time they do it, where, like, you try and get up and you're, like, attached to the table. That's a cool cool moment, right? We're like, oh, you thought you knew, but you, you know, you don't. But then after that, when he does let you get up, you, like, very much know, like, okay, now I need to go check everything. I'm going to go try all these different things. I'm going to go look around. Because you've played through that type of gameplay before already. Hmm. And even then, there's, like, less of it. So I I feel like, yeah, the pace, I don't know if the pace drops off or, like, the depth drops off a little bit. And so... I think for me, that's maybe. that's part of where I, you, I sort of feel it was, like, the beginning part is just, like, very complete and very fleshed out. There's always kind of something new going on. Whereas I thought with the second and third ones, it was more of, like, okay, we're just playing through this. We're, like, we're just, it's like, a, it's a trajectory and we're just going through it and we're just moving. Whereas the first one, I felt like there was always kind of stuff to unravel, if that makes sense. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it also, I think, like, it's funny because you talk about, like, the reskin in terms of the term for Slay the Spire, but you want to talk about a reskin. The third game is a reskin of the first game, and the skin fucking sucks, in my I, opinion. I don't think Compared. it sucks. Except I liked it. It's a reskin It's a reskin of the first game and the second game because you're literally playing through the same world as the second game. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. I liked it. I thought, th- and I, I agree with you. I think the bosses for that section were really cool. Definitely. I never played mm-hmm. Pony Island, so I'd never had any of that before. I think those bosses, like, knocked out of the park. I agree that, like, the in-between sections, I think, really dropped off. I think there were too many fights in between, and it was just, like, too much time. It just, it just kind of dragged on a little bit. We didn't need all of it. But at the same point, I really liked the, I liked the reskin of that. I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that Wizbot loved him the sensory deprivation one the little sensory deprivation guy yeah. who like gets out and becomes one of your cards yeah he, yeah he really nailed it for me yeah just every time you put a card down he just is like oh, stimulation yes yeah, that card. So excited. Like, I, I don't know mm-hmm. i i did i did like that um like i think the game at first for me, because I'm playing it by myself and I don't play a lot of card games, I thought the beginning of the third section was rough only because you have a bunch of these empty cells that do nothing but maybe just act as like block cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think it's intentional that after the first couple boss fights, they just really upgrade your empty vessels to be super OP. That like, I, I think I struggled a lot more just like getting to the first boss than I did like completing bosses two, three, and four, like in combined time, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I think like once they were able to like upgrade all of those cards, like it definitely felt like more of a like, let's just get you through this to get on to, you know, the next, the next what the fuck moment. I will say, like, I think I, I like the third section. I think the one miss for me was just the juxtaposition between the found footage films and then the actual game itself. Yes. Let's talk mm-hmm. about um, that. Thank you, Zoe. Funny, That's yeah. been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, the the first game, there's hardly any interruption with this, uh, this player character of Luke Carter, the lucky Carter. Um, the first game you are just kind of playing through and i think maybe after like 
one death or something, there's one found footage archive that you can go through. But then for the most part, like, the game is relatively uninterrupted until you go on to the second part. Um, and the, you know, the second and third parts just kind of, of, I don't know, like you're playing through the third part and then just, you'll just suddenly see like a low battery signal. And then it's just more archival footage that you can go through. And I just thought that those, um, interjections and juxtapositions just felt a lot more jarring and out of place than maybe with the first part of the game. Yeah. Um, hmm. They're also not really that long, and yet they drag. And I think they're well acted, too. Like, they just drag, though, because you're just sort of like, okay. And, like, the at least for me, at least, that's what I, I don't know. I'm saying it, like, as if everyone had this experience. But just, like, yeah. The second they did the found footage thing in the beginning of the game, when they got there, like, somewhere, like, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through the first game, I was like, oh, no, this game's going up its own ass. <laughs> and I, I think it did. I think that is what this guy does. I think that is what the Pony Island developer does. Is those games go up their own ass. And I think that's... I, I really like things that do crazy shit a lot of the time. But that, to me, was all forgettable. Not forgettable, but all skippable. And I think it's like we're talking, hmm. to me, about editing. And I think it'd be better without it. To me. Yeah. Hmm. I don't I know. Agree. I also... Mm -hmm. Okay, go go ahead. Oh, that that was all. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, like, I I did like you know the kind of homages with some of the archival footage where you know during your games with Lashy at the very beginning you get your when you make your first death card, but you're presented with a card named Casey. And you're like, mm -hmm. who the fuck is Casey? Like, mm -hmm. what? And then you know some archival footage will be like, ah, like she worked for game funa like that is one of the victims for this possessed floppy disk game like i did like stuff like that i honestly think if you want a good time you should go back and watch jorbs's playthrough of this because he just rips the archival footage to shreds <laughs> like, really just, he, he he talks he talks to luke in the first part and the he talks to luke as if he's a friend he's just like Man, we gotta fix your YouTube channel, man. You've got no presence whatsoever. <laughs> Here's what we need to do to make your to make your videos <laughs> pop. Like, it's great. It's it's nice to have, I guess, that kind of snark to go along with it. And like, I don't know. Like some of the archival footage, sure. Like it dragged on a little bit. Um, I do think it was like, I I do think it was well acted and whatnot. But also just kind of. It adds a, another layer of like that, what the fuck? But then also I spent a lot of my time like combing through the footage being like, there's gotta be something here that is gonna be useful later. So like, I'm like looking at all of his desk contents and mm -hmm. like I have a sticky note next to me that has just a bunch of symbols all written on. Cause I'm like, oh, that popped up in a video. Maybe that'll like come up later. And maybe there's some- So there are puzzles hidden, hidden based on that. Okay. So I guess I just never got around to like figuring out how to solve that then. I, I didn't either. They are quite involved. I read about them. And I see. I, see. Mm -hmm. I think they are still not fully solved. Hmm. I see. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah, I definitely have like 
pictures on my phone of like because yeah. they would you would see things being like oh fuck we might need that like i think we had just finished playing mm-hmm. some a bunch of other games that like require you to know about this kind of stuff and i'm like in note-taking modes so i was like we're gonna need that yeah, like the outer wilds yeah like the outer wilds mm-hmm. or there's an, i was another one before that um a lot of games turns out a bunch oh, of really? games we play mystery games a lot um yeah. but we didn't end up i guess you don't you certainly don't need any of that to finish the game it sounds like those puzzles yeah are like high level that's cool i mean like so that's the like up its own ass thing and that can be cool cool for some like that's like maybe like yeah there's still people on forums figuring that shit out like to me it's just like oh my god dude like if you just kept the 11 out of 10 firing that you did for the first like i don't know nine hours and then just let this game end like that's that's a masterpiece i think okay sorry i'm moving away from your point do you want to say more about that no that's fine I think for me, like, the found footage was, a, I think, it, especially with, like, the beginning section, it was, like, kind of a cool idea. I was like, oh, I've never really never seen anything like this. This could be interesting. Like, what is going on here? And, like, yeah, it was fun. But it, I just feel like it didn't really go. The Where it went, I didn't follow, I guess maybe is what I'm trying to say. And I think that's probably part of, like, how this, the, the found footage aspect of the game, like, landed for people is like did you go to the place with like that lady coming like the ending just didn't land for me at all um where she just fucking kills him yeah where she just kills him and i you know i think there was like some interesting things i think they i don't know the story got a little out of hand for me and a little too what the fuck and a little just i didn't follow it where it wanted me to go i guess it lost me somewhere in the found footage are you talking about the found footage or are you talking about the end of the game also because the end of the game also is going insane at this point as well i think more the found footage the end of the game was also like a little out there but i followed it more than the found footage like the found footage i was like yeah this is not working for me the end of the game I thought had some, like, really cool aspects to it. I don't know if I, like, followed the story 100%. I'm not even sure you were supposed to follow the story 100%. But, like, I think, like, some of the ending, like, boss battles were super cool. And, like, not that they were difficult. But, like, I I don't know. Like, that one where you finally fight, um, I don't remember her name either. The Bones Lady. Grimora. Grimora. That was, like, a super cool, weird little moment with the chessboard and the the like skeleton stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like the skeleton like the skeleton arms come out and they tap on your tombstones so, like that mm-hmm. again like i mm-hmm. when we got to that point too it was like late we were dying and i was like this guy is still kicking a little yeah. bit like this yeah. is super cool and super well made the whole set piece is really cool and then as things start getting deleted you know that was like really yeah. that whole thing was really neat as a i guess it's not a set piece but you know what i mean like i'm a moment and a thing i don't know but i'm not sure if i followed the story 100 percent. same thing with like the Yu-Gi-Oh battle mm-hmm. i would have never gotten that, that you're was not Yu-Gi-Oh. supposed to follow that shit i mean that shit's hilarious that that's, that's just a lot of reference like, to the Yu-Gi-Oh. that's just fucking... hilarious that you pull out a dual disc yeah, yeah. dual disc like that's, that's super funny. funny i'm glad that i had you guys there to be like oh fuck this is Yu-Gi-Oh. and i was like i have seen that tv show like two times in my life i know what's happening because otherwise i would have never gotten it but like that was really cool so I think, like, those pieces of the ending I really liked and I thought were great. Did I 100% follow mm. the story on the way there? No. Mm. But I was happy to be there for those. Mm-hmm. The found footage I felt differently about. I was like, 
I'm not happy to be here for this right now when it's like we've just been shot and there's I don't this I didn't I don't want this. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Did anyone else have a similar experience with like the ending that the found I was that was like my main question for today was like what did everybody else think about like the found footage wrap up ending situation? The found footage itself, I, you know, I, I think it, like, it added some flavor text, but, like, the very end of it, I was like, okay, figures, I guess that's, you know, fitting for, you know, everything that's going on, I suppose. Like, it didn't, I wasn't, like, watching in anticipation being, like, what the fuck's gonna happen to Luke Carter? I kind of almost could care less but <laughs> i think the whole deletion segment with the four bosses like the four scribes was definitely like i honestly think is actually one of my more memorable like i i would consider it like a favorite part of the game only because like you get like a tiny little taste of each scribe's game but i don't know i like felt a little like just nostalgia when you just play with Leshy one more time. Yes. He's just uh -huh. like, oh, play with me one more time. And we're just kind of, I'm crushing him with my OP deck. And he's like, oh, the scales are gone. Well, let's just keep on playing. And I chose to replace him. So then he has some dialogue for me just being like, it really honored me that you would want to replace me. Isn't life so beautiful? And I'm just mm -hmm. like, I'm feeling things with this game. <laughs> like, but also like at the same time, it was like, I don't know, just very, very memorable. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going back to the very first game mechanics you ever learned. So it was kind of like a homecoming almost. Um, and then, you know, just playing Magnificus's game with the dual disc. And I don't know, I thought the music in that section was like the best. So I was also like, I don't know what I'm doing with this deck, but this is awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I did think, like, all of that was, like, very memorable and cool. Um, and also just oddly got me, like, just slightly, like, I don't know. It, it made me empathetic towards some of these scribes as they're being deleted. And, like, I don't know, Magnificus crawling towards you just being like, I just want to shake your hand one last time. And mm -hmm. you're like... Ooh. Yeah, like, James like, was like completely heartless in that part. He was like, "Well, he did put you on a pedestal. Like, what does he think was going to happen?" <laughs> <It> was just <laughs> like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, you can like you make no attempt to like go at him. Yeah, like, I thought that was like, a good point. Yeah, you just had. look down at him crawling towards you. Yeah, that seemed a little <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it was, the shaking it was hands harsh. was cool. It was harsh. Yeah, the sort of like coming back to like, in fact, even in the, the I think it's literally the last line. Good game. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like there's some there's yeah. some power there to to really like referencing a lot of the elements of card games and just like the the magic of them and the the exercise of playing them and playing them with someone else and yeah 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 I thought that whole ending section was really strong actually I really mm -hmm. thinking back mm -hmm. on it I really liked it yeah yeah me too and I think yeah me too this the same reaction i guess to the found footage uh i mean actually i found all of it like the character luke carter was kind of annoying to me 
Uh, so I think he's supposed to be. Oh, yeah, I also I found know. him annoying, I guess is what I'm saying. And I, I read him as being like, this is the, this is what he's embodying. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that was my interpretation too. But at the same time, he is still annoying. Yeah. And I'm still <laughs> being subjected to it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, still so, unlikable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that, and I, the way it ended with like him getting shot and like, okay, whatever, why? I don't really get it, but yeah, but, that was, okay. yeah. Okay. I'm glad it wasn't, I was like, maybe I just really missed something here. Did you guys, uh, find all of his, like the secret files from his computer that were like the story about his sister dying and then him starting mm-hmm. the YouTube channel in order to deal with grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't. We <laughs> <laughs> saw them uh, when McCoy was playing through. I found some um, of it, but not enough to fully put that together. I guess. Yeah, mm. worth knowing if you played this game and you didn't realize in that section that the the third section that there are hidden arrows mm-hmm. that you can just yeah, mouse so, over. So I got yeah. those, but I guess I didn't follow that it was his sister. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. and you might have just like missed the one that I, I that missed did the that one too. that was a corner arrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ah, uh-huh. got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I uh, had a bit of a different reaction because as the like magic player, like Google and and YouTube uh, in particular will just like give me these videos. Yeah. Um, of people that are somewhat similar to this um, playing magic and I I have even just like turned on uh, a stream of a guy just like opening packs for his community mm-hmm. sure. and like getting really hyped about it and like that's enjoyable uh, to me to see like a whole community get behind like like this guy opening packs for some specific person in the community and like hoping for the one specific like chase card as they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like getting hyped for it uh, as like background noise when I'm doing something else. Um, but so, so like it was funny to me to look at this and, and see where they're getting the inspiration for this kind of person and, and, yeah. uh, content. Um, so I think I connected to that side of it a little bit more. Um, but I, not, not a whole lot more. Like, I still think that it was like definitely designed to get you a little bit frustrated and, um just be like what the fuck this guy is annoying (laughs) yeah i it's funny because this guy's name is luke carter and i actually knew a guy in college named luke who was a card game guy obviously he's not entirely like this in every way but it's just funny just because it's like yeah man this is really like a game about the card game community over the years and just like that sort of thing and i feel like james this game's like made for you, bro. Like, yeah, it's a love letter to so many things that you've been immersed in in so many different ways. And I, I yeah. think for some of us that maybe aren't as immersed in it, it doesn't quite hit the same way, but it is still a window into that 
So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree. People want to jump in with things. We want to talk about OP cards we made. James made a ridiculously OP <laughs> card for us. Yes, thank that you. That was out of control OP. Thank you, James. <laughs> we had a bunch of different names for it because we just made different iterations of it because it was insane. But basically, the premise of the card is it's zero cost. This is where you, you recycle a card and then you get to build your own card. <clears throat> like, what? You think balance is so fucking easy? You make a card. So then they, like, weighted the different abilities based on, like, how much value to you it would generate or not generate. So you could, like, do things that, you know, if you gave your card thorns, then that would cost a certain amount of points. But then if you made it so that your opponents across from you were stronger, then that could offset that balance, which is something that card games, you know, like to do. They might make something really strong, but it has a really weird negative impact, like for a classic example. Or, like, an impact that's not always negative is example of one thing like like uh does elk moving around and shit mm-hmm. just like that that to me is just annoying it might be strong but it's annoying yeah so i'm probably playing with that a lot less but so this card was zero cost and it would uh when it dies it would come back to your hand uh, it obviously has zero attack one health and then it would generate in energy mm-hmm. for you uh when you played it so you'd play it oh and then in order to make that balance i think you had to do a couple other things like including like maybe you had to like do one of a couple negative things like you can make the thing across from you are powerful something like that but the thing is you have the hammer right and so you just put it on the board break it it goes back to your hand it gave you an energy you put it on the board you break it, it goes back to your hand it gave you an energy and so you would just max all the way to six energy on the first turn if you drew it if you had a small enough deck to draw it and then on top of that um at one point we actually made one that generated an energy that literally like you could play that turn whereas there was one we made where it was free Mm -hmm. yeah they generated empty cells but now so then there's a better version that just generates free energy so then in that case it's just infinite energy you can play everything all at once and that's insanely strong and that is fun (laughs) so nice (laughs) yeah we named him that fire and he had like the little (laughs) Like a big smiley face and then just two thumbs up. Oh, he looks hella fucking troll because trolling. you draw this shit, the game's over. You already won. Um, <laughs> and again, like if you're not facing another player, so you can have fun with OP bullshit like this. So nice. Yeah, that one was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't say that like in the third act of this game, I created one particular op card that was as memorable as like cards that i made in the first act like my Mm. mole turtle with thorns that (laughs) was that was 919 for attack and health and it just (laughs) soaked everything um i miss that card it was great uh, I think, like, my build, mainly the third act, was actually what I like to call the kamikaze build, which was just, like, blow up, blow shit up, and then attack with, like, I don't know, just a bunch of, like, low energy, like, low damage cards, but I would always win out. Um, you just let them play their most powerful cards and hold out and then just blow shit up. It was fun. <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> Probably lost a lot more than, like, I needed to doing that build. But, like, I don't know. I couldn't find, like, the card. 
I guess, mm. that like would win stuff for me as soon as I drew it. Yeah, I guess I let my deck get a bit too big. Um, probably the one of the better cards I had was the, the ones that uh, attacked twice. I had mm -hmm. supercharged both of those and gemified them by the end. Gotcha. Double gunners. Yeah, double gunners. Yeah. Um, and my empty vessels gave me energy, so it wasn't quite like get to six energy on the first <laughs> turn, but uh, I could generate energy pretty easily. Um, and then I, I set all my empty vessels to be the red mocks, so hmm. uh, the double gunners just did a lot of damage. Yeah, so you could you could have like a potential close, like mm. lethal pretty quick. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I when playing through forgot immediately after leaving the screen that you could actually change the color of your mocks uh, or of your energy vessels. Um, so I just had like three, three, and five or whatever it was, um, which is not the right choice because you basically never wanted to see green. Um, blue was okay, but not nearly as good as the red, the giving you plus one damage. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you made the right choice there. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I so I figured out that, like, give you energy and, and like, you could just hammer the thing and get it back um, in my run. Um, so that was pretty strong. Um, but yeah, I think all of the cards were like lower power level, uh, in this because you didn't have to sacrifice them to play other cards and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, like they were, they were free. Well, they, they just took energy to play. Um, but like the power and the health was definitely like much lower right and i think that that's actually just a little bit less fun yeah i think it's more fun to play things with big numbers um you'd love Yu -Gi -Oh, bro them, like, <laughs> like mash yeah but that's like that's that's like you multiply everything by 10 just yeah bro because it's cooler yeah bro. um and then they have Zords, which are like swords, but cooler. You know, it's like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, bro. Look, Quay's going to get out his old Yu-Gi-Oh cards tonight. No, but I think, yeah, I should get my fucking shiny Buster Blader. That's what I wanted the Toys R Us, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, I already nice. had one. It was really disappointing. <laughs> yeah. I like that this entire tournament experience was just a sham for you. Well, yeah, I mean, winning is nice. Um, but yeah, like... I also think they they were nervous in the third section about your card strength because they, like, lowered the numbers. And so I often found that they didn't really send that much stuff at you. Like, you could kind of just outlast mm -hmm. them, like, pretty easy. Like, I don't know if you guys found that, but it was just mm -hmm. sort of like... And this is, like, way before we got this crazy OP shit. I mean, I guess our sniper's pretty fucking OP, to be honest. But mm -hmm. it's just yeah, sort of like... Yeah, our sniper's ridiculously OP, and we made another one. It was so OP. But yeah, but like it was just sort of like, they threw like four cards, and then they were like, I'm done. 
and you were like, wow, you're done. Okay, well, I guess I'll just slowly win then. Oh. So I don't know so, about you, but I was getting a lot of cards that were like uh, 119, and they'd switch the attack and defense if they got hit. Hmm. Sent at me. I was not. Were, they, were these um, basic yeah, some cards of them were or were they? Hunters, and some of them were basic, I think. Okay, because like, yeah, because I was wondering if they were the um, bounty hunters. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, the bounty. I I do think at some point we were just OP because we had death touch on our snipers. So those bounty hunters were rarely a problem for us. There was one that just was flying and it just killed us. But other than yeah, that, yeah, did ten damage flying. It's like, yeah, oh. that was some bullshit. That was OP on their part. But for the oh. most part, I think that those snipers meant that like we didn't really experience a lot of the difficulty that the game was trying to expose us to. I see. Seems fair. It, I mean, but it's also just, it just felt, yeah, you're getting on a 119 switch. That sounds crazy. So you yeah, gotta block that shit wild. and then it switches back. So then it's a, you have to like really either beat through it or just drop a double gunner for yeah, later. Yeah, so like I, would, I think I ended up dropping bombs in front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't think I had death touch. Mm-hmm. Death touch but I guess quiet. I underengaged with the create your own card mechanic. From the sounds of it. What? What? I mean, you can only like create two cards for yourself, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, but like, I didn't sacrifice a good card to get enough points to do much with them. Oh, we didn't you only either. needed like one point. You literally only needed one point. And I, I guess um, I didn't experiment enough with like what options I had. Wait, well, you mean you didn't guess James is yeah. yeah, only to OP be fair, Raphael, like, we would have never figured this shit out. Had James was just like, okay, do yeah. this. Okay, no, do, yeah, do no, this. Our, no, trust literally... me, do it. And we're like, whatever you yeah. say. We got into the we got into the screen and I was like, all right, I'm taking control. Um, do this. Okay, now do that. No, just trust me. Just do this. Mm-hmm. Now do this. Okay, now what you do is you just play this over and over again until you have infinite energy, and they're yeah. like, oh. I do also think there's an aspect of, like, <laughs> yeah. even had we made that card or had James been like, do this, if he had not told us how to use that card, I do- I would not have been like, ah, yes, now we hit it with a hammer. Yeah, well, no, but, but again, like, that's not so super fair, um, but that's not really where our OP cards actually were. It was the sniper we got from the beginning because yeah. we did the whatever buff thing. You put it in the floppy disk drive. Yeah. Yeah. And just right. I mean, you need you need it. good cards in your deck in order for that to even matter, and to be able to, yeah, yeah. There's also a sort of backwards um, mechanic there, or like ordering of things, where you put the so you you're given a set of cards. Which one do you want to upgrade? You click one, and then you can see what upgrades you can give to it. But actually, you can back out of that screen and then pick a card that you actually want to give those upgrades mm-hmm. to. Which yeah. is like very odd. It's also completely different from the first section where you couldn't do that. Like I think there's a lot of the third section that's like in direct kind of like it's directly fucking with what you learned in the first part. Like you don't have to pick uh, up the cards. Yeah. yeah. For no, in the first section on the sacrifice altar you could back out. Yeah. Hmm. Noted. When I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't she know. didn't allow that. <laughs> that card was going to die. You could also like, put, put them on in a different order. You could put the one to gain the power first. and Right. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I wanted to note, because I just remembered it, that I think one huge thing that the third section 
did, right? Is a weird word. I've just never seen a card game that made so much sense in terms of the mechanic that when you hit in, you don't take damage because they pop up with little guns and they yeah. shoot each other. Yeah, makes and sense. And I have struggled with that mechanic of card games like since the dawn of me playing card games. I think it's a really hard thing to understand and remember. Like even how many hours of Slay the Spire have we played? And still when we booted this up, I was like, don't do it. He'll die. And you're like, Elena, he will not die. We are attacking in. Everything's fine. But because the third section, they have little sniper rifles or little guns that pop up. Mm-hmm. It's like a really easy way of understanding. This will not hurt me to attack because I will just shoot them with my gun. And I really appreciated mm. that. I feel like it really helped my understanding. Yeah, like, is there a clash of two melee creatures that fight each other? Or is it, like, one person's attacking, the other person is frozen in time? Yes. Just, like, a strange concept when it's melee. But it's not it's, it's not that crazy, but it, it is kind of, like, I, I see what you mean. I just, yeah, mean. I, don't, I don't even know. It's not even, like, a real, it was just really nice. Yeah. It's just very clear. Mm-hmm. I also, I really, I really love the, um, the, the bone lady, um, her final send off when you go to the boss battle and she's like, Ooh, yeah, we get to the boss battle. (laughs) And then like the stupid fucking pirate music start pops up and like ridiculous cannons. Yeah. And she puts on a mask and then, uh, and then that doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I really thought cool that was really cool. A lot of cool twists and turns and bizarre stuff funny. in the ending in that game, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it still has its, like, punch and style that the first section has, where it's like, you turn, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, it still has that for, like, when the board sets up, or, like, it just, it just still has that feel to it. This game still has yeah. that feel the whole way through, for sure. Like, like, yeah, yeah like you, you had mentioned Elena, when you try to get away from the table and in the robot and it like, like looks at your hand, you're like, fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, you're shackled down. Yeah, definitely. Dude, it went like full artsy game ending at the end. Cause at one point you're just like sitting there in like a white, like land. And I, I was thinking like, should I shoot ink to like figure out where I need to go? Like what, like, what? like which artsy <laughs> game is this? I had the same. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, people want to jump in with last thoughts. Anything could be anything. Could be nothing. I mean, I think, I think we're good to rate. No. Okay. Good to yeah. rate. All right. So. Okay. I will go first. I guess because I've also like I've said like half my rating already practically like I've sprinkled it around <laughs> because it turns out you know what does people... McCoy think no no well first of all yeah it's like it's I would think it's not unreasonable to say what you think about a game during the section of the game discussion that feels reasonable <laughs> to me that's step one but step two sometimes people are like oh shit like I would have liked to talk about that point that you just made in the review section and it happens so I try to cover them earlier mm-hmm. but yeah like to kind of put all my thoughts together I think this game is really awesome in so many different ways. I think the first impression all the way to the midsection, which is like nine hours, is just it's just stunningly good. Like it's 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 just yeah, it's it's stunningly good. Like I'm I feel dazed at how good it is. Like I'm just sitting there like blinking, like holy shit. Like I remember literally uh 
it was like last week, like at work, we do this, like this, this hilarious exercise. Everyone's like, what did you do this weekend? And like what I did this weekend is never relevant <laughs> to people. there. <laughs> like, just like. You mean clicking so... on people's heads in Valorant isn't like great workplace sharing? Yeah. Like I have such a, such a kind and. So I work at an online interior design company. So it's just like they, they don't really like align in interests with me. So they're like, oh, yeah, I watched this like really interesting show about, you know, interior design. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I didn't do that. I murdered people in a digital <laughs> video. Like, what you, it's just like, it's just weird. Especially because my work persona is nothing like that, right? Of course. I mean, even my real, I'm not, I'm yeah, not Yeah, your even real like life that. persona is also not super close to like serial. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, say what you will. I definitely was like, you know. There's this game inscription, and I don't know how into card games people are, aka they're they're not. But like <laughs> you could probably you could probably find some enjoyment in this game. It's a really wild game, and you know, you should try it. It's fun. I, I you know, I think it's it could be intellectually stimulating for people of all skill levels. Um in card games. We talked about that. So yeah, the first section of the game is is just incredible to me. And then it goes on. And to me at least it's a lot less strong. There are still really strong moments in the second half of the game, but they're fewer and far between. And it's not just that. It's rather that the atmosphere that, that seeps into every second of you playing this game is not that 11 out of 10 atmosphere from the first section to me. It doesn't. It's not just dripping in atmosphere uh, that I like. Maybe it's dripping in atmosphere that other people like and there are other styles. But like, for instance... I don't think you like if you took the change the order, right? I know so I'd mention that a little bit if you change the order. Like to me at least that does a huge disservice to the game for me cuz I think like there was nothing more powerful than trying to understand the magic and the mystery of this game in that first section. And so it's really hard for me to rate this game because I'm like, well, realistically like is it a bad thing that there's like more game here and that's a lot of people are going to enjoy that shit yes but mostly no yes for me just because of the sense of like i think we talked a lot over the years and like for instance you can't there is an end like if they if this game if the second half of this game was 200 hours i'd be like that fucking sucks it's not it's very much not but yet it fucking drags despite being like shorter sections like I, I think there's some real weird shit there how do they manage to make this game drag on the second half like and it's so short how did they do that i think there's some some pieces to be looked at there the fact that that can even exist is a giant problem to me um but can i really go back because like after the first section i was determined to give this game a gold star I think it's just it's just magical, incredible, like it's unbelievable. And then to come here, I think the second half is mostly like a one thumb up to me. Like that's the drop off we're talking about here. So if you keep that caveat in in mind when you're hearing my review, I think I can still give this game a gold star. I'm not going to average it in the middle and give it two thumbs up or anything like that. No, I don't. That's giving it the right service. Because I think I can literally recommend this game to essentially any human being ever. And they stand a chance to enjoy it. Um, and they stand a chance to be an adult and choose to not play more if they're not having fun. And they probably are having fun. And maybe if they're not, and, and maybe it's just a little bit less fun per second and they're okay with that. Or maybe it's awesome for them. So that's fair. 
Um, but I just I, I don't think a human being out there should that likes games should not experience the first section of this game. But I think you should feel zero bad about putting it down if it's not your vibe after that. Um, and and just know that if you're looking through my lens, yeah, it it I think it kind of falls off a cliff. Um, in the realm of again, the reason why it's a cliff is because dude, we're talking about some of the highest heights gaming has had in a while, and then it goes to like good game. That's giant to me. Um, and I, I don't, you know, we don't, you don't need to just play good games, especially if you're out there just cherry picking. So, fair. So that's my review of that game. I'm still giving it a gold star because goddamn the heights, bro. Um, and it's heights and sustained heights for like nine hours. Dude, that shit's incredible. Um, but okay. I'm going to pass to, here, Lenny, you're across from me. Why not you? No. No? No, All it's right. okay. Jesus no, it's Christ. okay. I'm going to get it together. Okay. What? 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 It's like because oh, house. you're a guest, right? And so like you're not. Yes, I guess they'll have yeah, to go if they don't. No, um, no. <laughs> no, it's just I think it's a hard one to rate. Yeah. So, okay. Yes, I think without a doubt, the beginning of this game is awesome. Um, I think the atmosphere is super cool. I really like the merging of like Slay the Spire card game. Like D and D map like progression with like the escape room mystery. I just think those two things worked really well together. I think like the mystery is really enticing and interesting, and I don't know, it's just great. The talking cards are super cool. Like there's so many awesome things the beginning section of this game does. Um, and then yeah, I think like as we discussed with everybody here, like I think it does drop off into the second part. I did that the second section in particular is not quite didn't work for me the same way i i maybe it is that like there's the mechanic of building a deck from like lots and lots of cards that you can see is different from um like building a deck one at a time it also i think like the storytelling in that section was not as strong the mystery and you kind of get more into the found footage and it gets a little bit like more just sort of like what the fuck and um yeah, I didn't enjoy that second part as much. and then, it, But I, I liked the third part quite a bit. I think it does drag some. I think there's, like, too many sort of, like, trash mob fights. Um, but those bosses are really interesting and super cool. Um, I, I, I like... I love that Wizbot. I thought he was great. So, like, there's all these really wonderful moments. What about that dancing thing? Don't oh, that. that little dancing wizard? Yeah, fabulous. A plus. That was in the second section, I think. Wasn't it a, like a boss battle in the second section where there's like all that like fairy music and there's just like a dancing wizard friend? <laughs> is that that? It's the that? stimulation yeah. guy, no? Is that him? I think it is. I think it is too. <laughs> so actually, I just love him the whole way through then. Okay. In every I just think he's sure. the great. Maybe the. I mean, look, if we had a section of like best character to grace a video game, I'd put him in the running. You're like Abby, Last of Us Two, like this wizard guy. <laughs> this wizard guy. Um, I just he really, he really worked for me. It's just every time he came out, he's like out of the hand into the deck, like I was or out of the yeah. deck into the hand, and he was just like so exciting. Um, and then the end of the game went both directions for me. Like the found footage, what the fuck stuff went way too far. What the fuck for me, and then the actual 
I guess not the actual end of the game, but like the end of the gamey part of the game. I don't know how to quite describe that, but like the gameplay end of the game, um, as the game is being deleted, I thought like really like suddenly kind of like turn back on and like hit with these like kind of like back to back super cool um, boss battley bits. That was really interesting. And I really liked and I thought was great like that, that death lady like, I can't get over like the knocking little skeleton hands it was so so fabulous and yeah like the popping out boss battle pirate music situation was hilarious I'm mostly stalling because I don't know what to give this game <laughs> I before McCoy's and Passion Speech I was going to give it a two thumbs up because I feel like when I think about a game that like hits a gold, st- I it all becomes like very subjective what you think a gold star game is and like what you believe that subjective made up rating means. And to me, like the drop off of this game means that it's not a gold star game because when I think about games that like we've given gold stars in the past, like something like Outer Wilds, like unfortunately this game I don't think touches outer wilds and i understand like gold stars aren't pitting games against each other it's just like a personal like stamp of approval sort of moment um but for me i think it's a i think it's like an overall package of a two thumbs up which is really good i think that beginning section is like really i just i loved the beginning section of this game and then i think you have to i think you have to take into account that it continues on and that there's both some really cool moments and like bits and references in the second and third parts and there's some like really great little parts of it and then it's also like overall not a gold that part of the game is not gold star i don't know i'm giving it two thumbs up i think that's where i land on it it's really fucking cool and it's also like kind of a lot and kind of not a lot all at the same time it's a confusing package but it's very good and you should all play it question mark okay <laughs> all right this is why i'm a guest guys all right um i can't can't send it the pressure let's have Raphael go okay so hmm. i mean so i i really liked the first part of the game um and i think in a lot of ways it like i, I mentioned this on the last episode but like slay the spire really didn't click for me like i kind of enjoyed it but mm-hmm. not enough to want to keep playing it more than i don't know i think maybe i did six hours or something um but inscription on the other hand like the whole storytelling and the atmosphere of it and just the the whole cohesive package of the first act was really compelling and drew me in and made me interested to see like what would happen um as for the rest of the game, um, I think the mechanics held up. It definitely dropped off in some ways. Uh, and I didn't feel like the second act dragged, uh, but the third act definitely did uh, with the, hmm. the trash mob fights, I guess. Um, but the bosses, as everybody has said, were really cool uh, in that one. Um, but I think just like the storytelling approach of the robot was a little like off-putting um and i guess it's supposed to be but at, like same with the annoying found footage character like that doesn't really change the fact that it's still off-putting mm-hmm. um 
that being said, like, I think probably the card game that I've enjoyed the most of all the card games I've played, um, card games are normally not really my thing. Um, and I'd say this is a two thumbs up. Like, I don't think the first act is a gold star for me either. Um, so two thumbs. How about Zoe? Okay. Um, uh, I feel like I just want to echo. I, I feel like the consensus of people's reactions are very similar to I how I felt playing this. Um, you know, I, I do agree. I think the first act of this game is by far its strongest point. Um, it is the part that I enjoyed playing the most um, that combined with the escape room puzzles um, as well as just the Slay the Spire-esque mechanic of the card game itself was uh, really fun and really cool. Um, the second half was almost where the game lost me. And like I said, it's only because I don't like deck building all that much in fact when we were meeting for this podcast to talk about whether we were going to extend inscription to two weeks i had just gotten to the part for act two of this game and i was feeling very uh resistant to wanting to go further because i'm just like well this is nothing like the first act why would i do this um that being said um i do think there is something to be said about like how this game scales its difficulty based on your own ability as a card player. Um, I do feel like the game makes subtle tweaks to make your gameplay successful. Um, and I do appreciate that. I think what I have seen from other people's reactions to this game um, that I've like watched after playing the game myself, like a lot of the very hardcore card gamers were disappointed at how the game wasn't all that hard. But I don't think that was the point of this game. I think it was just meant to showcase a bunch of different card mechanics, um, perhaps give you some really super OP builds, kind of like what I said last week. It wants to give you that Slay the Spire-esque deck build where you just have such synergy and such power that you just, everything feels awesome. And this game does give that to you multiple times over. And I think that's really cool um, that it doesn't have to take, you know, 400 plus runs, you know, one out of every 400 runs to feel that way. Um, and I do think there's something to be spoken for that. Um, as a tip, I guess, like I played this game in hour and a half segments. And to me, that was the perfect way to digest this game. Um, just kind of popping in, doing a couple encounters, and then just closing my game for the night. Um, I felt in doing that way, uh, like none of the game really felt like a drag to me because I was already digesting it. So, uh, you know, in such short ways anyway. Um, so perhaps, I don't know if you're somebody who could, feels like that could be a good tip for you. There you go. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Art's cool. Design's cool. Music was fucking rad. 
stimulation guy completely awesome he's amazing right. <laughs> um right i just i don't know i thought i thought he was a uh, you know somewhat unnecessary but very much welcome character um and yeah just a whole bunch of what the fuckness that is known to be with this developer so you know i i think i think it was the perfect amount of that for me so I'll probably give it, that's my long-winded way of saying, like, I'll, I'll echo the two thumbs up. I think it's a two thumbs up game. Um, definitely check it out. Like, I, I do agree as well. Like, this is a game that I would probably recommend for anyone just to try uh, and see if it's up their alley. All right. James, take us home. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Dude, his, his, fucking, his fucking Discord oh, no. icon has been flashing green and not green for a long time, which I think just has to do with his noise gate, but now it's just solid out. Oh, our games master, our card game master. Okay, so that's unfortunate. Maybe he'll, like, record his own, like, segment. We're going to have to force him to record his own in. segment, yeah. I, one more point I wanted to make, though, is that I was, like, hearing everyone talk about their reviews, and I was trying to understand... Because it's, it's interesting to think that, like, hardcore card game people would be, like, disappointed in the difficulty of this. I think I definitely felt that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I also agree, like, very much that it's not the point of this game. But I think that's kind of, to me, how I would describe it. It's that, like, okay, when you first play Slay the Spire, you don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know what that symbol means for the boss at the end of the mm -hmm. section. You don't know what could be in... The set of cards that you could get you don't know what could be in this uh room or like whatever like option you choose along your path and you don't know all these things and it will brutally and repeatedly murder you until you figure it out right and so i think a lot of the hardcore game players like like potentially love slight the spire when you get to the state when you do understand what those things are mm -hmm. and then you can make strategic decisions about them and they, it's not to say they don't enjoy learning the process oh. of it <laughs> james is just hard <laughs> okay james is maybe trying to come back here he's not connected yet though um but like so it's not to say you don't enjoy the process of learning the mechanics but it's just that like the the people who truly love slay aspire enjoy that state of understanding it and having gotten there and i think that this game is kind of the opposite where to me, the process of learning the mechanics and not knowing what everything was, was the best part of it. And once you knew everything, it lost a lot of its magic. And so I think people are like disappointed with that state of knowing everything about the game, but kind of like, that's why the game is easy as it is. It wants you to get through it. It doesn't want you to endlessly play now that you understand how it works. And I think the second section of this game really shows to you because almost all games have a flow to it a pattern like a, a a loop right like a gameplay loop like they have a system and once you really recognize this is a system especially when you're in the, the second two sections you're like, okay i'm gonna fight these four bosses on these different sections it's the same map like i'm gonna do it's like you just it's so clear he's gone again <laughs> <laughs> oh poor james um it's like you really understand the mechanics of the game and what is in front of you and what you'll have to do. And I feel like that is 
the opposite of what I felt at the beginning where I really did not understand. Like I didn't know if winning a run necessarily even mattered. I didn't know if any of this stuff mattered. I didn't know if there was progression or how to get out of this room or what it would be like if we did. And so there were so many unanswered questions about potentially game mechanics, cards, dying, winning a run, all these things. And I think that was when it was its absolute strongest. So just mm-hmm. wanted to put that out there. Um, and I guess we'll just like, and welcome to James's section of the review that I just spliced in. So, okay, all right, cool. Um, we'll go, somebody call him and make sure he's all right. And apparently it's really cold over there or something. So who knows? And this is potentially in our future, Elena, because apparently there's a storm brewing. So cool. Um, maybe we get the fuck out of here. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds excellent. Next week, uh, we'll be playing Plague Tale. Yes. So that is exciting. Got that to look forward to. And, uh, but until then, take care of yourselves. Can you imagine a podcast ending with anything like other than that? Like, and, and, uh, you know, until then, I don't know, do self-destructive behaviors. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like everyone is always like saying like, please listeners, we've taken so much effort to get you. Please stay alive and stay (laughs) listening. Like that's how I always feel whenever (laughs) someone says that shit. They're like, take care of yourself. Like, thanks, man. I will. Um, But anyways, yeah, I mean, I guess take care of yourself. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to end on anything else. (laughs) Hitting the stop button. If he's back. Oh, no, 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 no. no. James is back. Oh, no. Is he back? He's not back. I already already hit stop. We'll, We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm exporting my audio now. He's not back. James, if you can hear us. Blink twice. We're ending the... Yeah, blink twice. What the, fu- what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh, hey, oh. you're back. <laughs> or not? Well, we got a hello. We did get a hello. I did hear that. It okay, there's like going to be some real phone. editing for you this week. Or maybe it was just close to the microphone. <laughs> Wait, his thing is lighting up. Yeah, I see that. And I heard sound? him say... I thought I heard him say hello once. Because all this nonsense, and then it's just bum, ba-dum, ba-dum, <laughs> bum, ba-dum, ba-dum, bum, bum, ba-dum. You know, it's just the, it's the theme song. Should we, like, record ourselves, like, doing, like, active, engaged listening noises to, like, play over mm-hmm. James's mm-hmm. review mm-hmm. of cool. interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm. Interesting. Um, I have a point about that. That wasn't my experience. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That that's, that a way. that's a great one. That wasn't my experience. <laughs> and it's, I would love for it to be somehow timed in a moment where it's very clearly your experience. Yeah, or just like in the <laughs> middle of like just like poorly placed. Yeah, just right in the middle of the point. I was gonna say we're, we'll harken back to like the the uh, the prey uh, NPCs just talking over one another like with their own interjections. <laughs> I yeah. found this chipset you would like. Please let me know if you want any more upgrades. Oh, uh huh. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. All right. So, uh, my computer decided that my turn to rate this game was the ideal time to just fucking die. So I agree I'm with doing that. my review rating uh, now. Um, I'm going to definitely give this game a gold star. Uh, I absolutely loved the first part, the roguelike deck building game. I thought that was a ton of fun, uh, really enjoyable mechanics. Um, 
That wasn't my experience. Just deep enough to be interesting for the amount of time that it sticks around. Um, and then for the constructed portion of the game, the middle part, I had a lot of fun kind of exploring different um, synergies. Uh, and that kind of allowed me to play with that side. And I think 20 cards was like the perfect size for somebody like me who um i i like trying to keep everything in my head all at once and so uh like 60 cards for that <laughs> kind of game uh is a lot but uh 20 is like it's just enough to to be like enjoyable without being totally overwhelming and then um, the last part I thought was a fun kind of like rehashing of the two previous sections. Um, so I didn't really think that it stumbled nearly as much as say McCoy did in the second and third parts, um, which definitely leads to a gold star. Um, so yeah, get owned, I guess, uh, computer. I got around your stupid crashing and, uh, got this out. Bye.